Hi, it's Phil Brown, and I'm here with David Whelan, and today we're going to talk about juice jacking, rubber duckies, and mobile device broadcasting. You probably thought we were going to talk about technology, and we will get there. <laughs> but there are some really wonderful terms uh, that come along in the technology world, and uh, one of the interesting ones that's come around recently is juice jacking. Do you want to tell them what it is? Sure. Uh, juice jacking is really uh, seemingly innocent enough. Uh, charging stations in uh, in malls and uh, at various uh, conventions you might go to, uh, and there's an opportunity to uh, add some juice to your mobile device. And when you plug your device in with your USB cable, in most cases, uh, you're plugging in a cable that can also take in data. And so juice jacking is the activity where once you've plugged in and you're starting to get that charge from the charging station, you're also receiving some sort of download of software that's going onto your phone or your tablet or your other device uh, that you may not be aware uh, is, is appearing. Right. So this isn't normally what happens when you plug your device in to charge it at home or at the office, uh, but that cable has capabilities with the pins that are in uh, the part that plugs into your device, uh, and you could be uh, downloading something that uh, could compromise all of your client data. A well-known security expert named Brian Krebs has talked about this uh, as going far back as 2011. So it's been around there. Uh, but I think we're seeing more charging stations in more public places uh, that could give you uh, problems if you haven't brought along your own power pack and, and decide to use someone else's. Uh, and they're often uh, brought to you by, you know, this charging station brought to you by, you know, name-friendly organization here, which is fine. And, and I suppose 99% of the time they might be safe and uh uh, innocuous. Uh, but of course, just because they're branded by uh, someone doesn't mean that's the organization who's behind it all. One of the interesting developments coming out is the new NFC charging, which you uh, will start to see in Starbucks, I think, soon, uh, where you put your device down on the countertop and it will actually charge without you having to connect. And that's a, a nice way to get a charge without uh, risking uh, being juice jacked. Right. And, and uh, a lot of people don't invest in that second charging cable. Uh, they always just hang on to the one that comes with their phone or their tablet. Uh, so they don't often have it handy when they need one. Uh, and there are, of course, a, a few uh, ways to avoid a situation where you need juice jacking, which is basically just have a cable you can plug in somewhere yourself. Right. I actually carry a portable battery now, um, and it will uh, charge my phone or my tablet um, usually two or three times before I then need to recharge the battery itself. Uh, and that means that no matter where I am, and sometimes I'll have both the battery and the phone in my pocket, uh, and they'll be hooked up and charging while I'm just walking along. So it's it's a good way to um, have juice on the go uh, and not worry about having someone loading software onto your device. Right. I, I have one of those as well, and there's a number of different companies that make them. Uh, you can buy them uh, almost anywhere in any electronic store uh, or stationary store uh, that have, happens to sell computers and such. Uh, they range anywhere from about 20 bucks to about 150 bucks, uh, depending on how much power you want in that battery. Uh, and they, uh, you charge them up and they're good for anywhere from two charges to 10 charges without having to recharge the battery itself. Right. If you get a, a tablet or if you have a tablet that you're going to charge, you're going to want one of those higher end ones. Um, but for a phone, the, uh, the, the inexpensive ones are, are, are plenty. Right. So let's talk about rubber duckies. Yes, we won't sing the Ernie and Bert song about rubber duckies in bathtubs. Uh, rubber duckies are a little USB device that you can buy on hacker websites. Uh, and I'm not suggesting that you would buy it, but particularly a hacker might, and then bring it into your office. Uh, and it, it plugs into your uh, laptop, 
and acts as if it's a keyboard. So your your laptop will say, oh, I've got a keyboard, and it will try and load a keyboard driver so that that can be uh, used like your normal plug-in keyboard. Right. So you can actually turn on the security uh, in your laptop and, and other devices that take a USB uh, port um, to prevent things. But the, the reason the rubber ducky uh, is able to get into your system is because it does emulate a keyboard, and, and most devices are set up to accept keyboards no matter what. Right, because you don't want to plug in USB hard drives or other uh, flash drives that you don't know what's on it. Um, so th- it's a good way to be able to block those sorts of things. But uh, the rubber ducky has been able to get by uh, because it does emulate what is normally a piece of dumb software. And when you put it in there, uh, it's not a piece of dumb software and a keyboard. It's actually uh, got a payload that it then loads into your computer, um, and then your computer is infected with whatever uh, software it is. Right, and that and so someone would need physical access to your computer to use a rubber ducky. Um, and as you say, when you're talking about a payload, it could be uh, it could be ransomware, it could be a trojan that leaves your computer open so that uh, someone's able to to uh, copy your passwords. It could be a keystroke logger. Uh, so that they're able to see everything you type on your keyboard. It could be anything. Yep, it's real uh, girl with a dragon tattoo sort of stuff. Right, and and it takes all of about 10 seconds to of access to your computer. Uh, so, for instance, if you were at a location like a Starbucks or a Tim's using their free Wi-Fi and, and had to go off to the bathroom, someone could plug one of these things in for 10 seconds and then unplug it and walk out of the store and you'd never know the difference. Right, and it would start broadcasting or doing whatever it's going to do. Uh, speaking of broadcasting... Let's talk about mobile uh, mobile device broadcasting. I love mobile device broadcasting mostly when other people do it because it usually means then I can see stuff that they didn't anticipate that they were sharing. This is particularly true with Windows devices, uh, laptops, uh, but even desktops uh, in a corporation. Um, if they've got Windows sharing turned on, you may find that you're sharing music, photos, uh, and other information that's on your computer that you didn't intend to. And and not just Windows devices because I, in, I, I've had my sharing settings on my Mac changed, uh, but at various times I've been working away in the library or somewhere like that, and I can not only see what's on other people's computers, I can actually play music on my computer from their computer. So they had good taste. So they, they had good taste. I, I can You can actually download things from other people's uh, computers uh, if they have sharing, and you can do this via Bluetooth, you can do it through Wi-Fi, uh, even if you're uh, not connected necessarily, but you're both on the same network. A basic rule then is to make sure that when you're out and about and you've got your device and you're not actually using the Bluetooth or the Wi-Fi, turn it off. Uh, and you, that's usually a, a pretty simple command or a simple button to press on your device. Although I was uh, updating my own Android over the weekend and I was surprised to see this uh, option in the advanced settings that said uh, you can uh, have apps continue to scan for Wi-Fi even when your Wi-Fi is turned off. So you really need to know what your operating system is doing, if is doing, and if it's scanning for Wi-Fi connections without you knowing it, you may want to figure out how to block those or turn off that uh, that feature. Right, and, and another thing about mobile broadcasting, uh, it's a good way for people to see where you've connected to previously as well. Uh, so while your mobile device is casting about looking for a network to connect to. It's also uh, showing what other networks it has been connected to. Right. And uh, someone may get information about your home network uh, from that broadcasting that you didn't intend to broadcast. Yes, it can be a really uh, an eye-opener when you see all the, the different information that is stored. And, and you can see that even by going into your phone or tablet uh, or laptop and look at all the networks 
that you have connected to, uh, which you may not have connected to in months, but are still listed there. Right. So that's our look at uh, juice jacking rubber duckies and mobile device broadcasting. Thanks, David. Thanks.